Well, the mics are hot. You know what that means. Crispy, nice and toasty. Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood mouse podcast. That sounds slightly better than my personal air horn effect that I can make with my mouth, but whatever. Um, Starting at forward from St. Louis University, Mr. Devil's Advocate, Andrew the Goon Bennett. I didn't realize I'd. I didn't realize I could play forward. I play like a forward, but I'm five, this foot, lineup, I'm five foot eight. All right, let's yeah. not dwell on it. <laughs> Starting at center from Happy UNT, live from the Immaculate Vibe Studio, it's Jay Bonnie. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Starting at guard, uh, point guard from UT Arlington, your host with the most bits eyeball. Notice how notice how Ben called me and Jay forwards, not like power forward or center. But then when we get to point guard, he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. the point guard," which like is fair. Point. You are the point guard of this podcast. Like, okay, but anyway, <laughs> let me get along with it. And now the moment you've all been waiting for: our guest, starting at shooting guard from Arkansas, Mavs Instagram legend, back for the second time. Confused Mouse Fan! We back. Good to be here. Welcome. It's pretty crazy that that intro started on last time you came through. And we've been kind of... <laughs> was that the first one? It. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Nice. We workshopped it that first time you came through. So I thought, you know, keep it going. How? Welcome. Did we really? The first time we did, we did the whole... The, yeah the whole bit yeah wow i have a video i think i I'll, remember i think i remember ben saying that this is something that's in the works so yeah i guess <laughs> that was the first one you were as, as confu- got- you were as confused as the rest oh, of us man. were when he <laughs> when he dropped that on us <laughs> has, has it got any better or is it nah. oh it, it, it's pretty good I, i'd say it's, it's a lot more routine oriented so i i think it flows nicely Thank so, you. No complaints here. Well, good to have yeah. you here. Enough about us. Glad to, glad to have you on the pod again. Yeah, it's good to be here. You know, we're going to have an exciting time talking about the ups and downs of Maverick basketball. You know, it's something that I just really enjoy. So, yes. In case, li- listeners, in case you don't know, and in case you didn't catch uh, Confused Mouse fan last time he came through, he is a must follow on Instagram. At, yeah, let's get his name out there correctly at confused underscore mavs underscore fan and he he get he keeps you real he's brutal at times <laughs> uh but he's he, he keeps it real and uh he is all of us this season so it's must confused. follow emphasis on the confused part. right yeah I, I i represent the confused portions of the, of the mavericks fans so I, and I think sometimes, sometimes I have to keep it brutal. <laughs> you do a good job, man. The content is so yeah, funny. Yeah, the memes, like, the... Like the memes, man. Like it, and the consistency, the like <laughs> every post hits. Like it's funny. Really good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. So let's just get the obvious question out of the way. How have the Mavs confused you to start the season? 
Okay, good question. So the Mavericks have confused me in terms of, of pretty much lineups. I think the most confusing portion of, of, of the Mavericks basketball has been the lineups so far, um, especially around the center role. I'd say that that would be my most confused portion of it. We, give, we like to give Willie Cauley-Stein a lot of minutes. We don't like to sneak Moses Brown anywhere. We play Boban sometimes, and then sometimes he, he won't play for three straight games. So I, I think the coaching staff is just as confused as we are there. So not too sure what's going on, but, you know, I, I think otherwise lineups have been okay. Like I, I like Brunson's extended role. I like Frank's extended role. But other than that, it's just the, the, the rotation of bigs is just pretty confusing. So, yeah, I, I, I think uh, we're all kind of wondering. Like, we, we've in within the pod, we've kind of confused and kind of thinking a lot of the same, the same things that you're thinking, especially with Dwight Powell. And uh, he, he seems to be the punching bag. And, um, but I think Andrew has been. Uh, on the Moses Brown train, like as soon as he got here, like, yep, this is our guy. This is going to be our starting center. Like he's, he's going to be the guy. That was my and, hope. That was my hope eventually. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we all want that. And I feel like he has possibly the tools to do it. I just wonder if he's just so raw that Jason kids like, Nope, like I'm not gonna, you know, take a risk with that. And then I'll just go with Willie Cully Stein, who is, more of a known quantity, even though what we do know about him is not super great. Like, um, so I don't know. So I dug into this a little bit. Um, so Moses Brown, he's only in his third full season um, in the NBA, but last year he he started, I believe forty three. He played in forty three games and started like thirty four of them um, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now you can say. OKC was tanking, you know, it doesn't really matter who's starting for them, but I mean, he was averaging like 20 minutes a game, 22 minutes a game. And I just, the confused part for me is how does that translate into a three minutes per game player on the Mavericks? Because I'm sorry, like confused, management, you, you hit it on the head when, when Maxi's not in and when you have to rest KP, there aren't any other fives that are that are, are that are above league average. So like there I think the confusion is like, why are we pretending that Dwight Powell is the answer or Willie Cauley Stein is the answer or Boban Marjanovic is the answer? Um like we've we they're no Ben, you said it, they're known quantities. We've seen what they can do and we've found we found it to be lacking. Um, you know, why not, why not give, why not give Moses a chance is, is, is the confusion. And maybe he is so raw. We don't see everything that the coaching staff sees, but we, but we see what Willie Cauley Stein does night in and night out. Like we see that like this. Hey, he made a three last night. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So Dwight Powell is like shooting 75% from three this season. That doesn't mean anything. I was joking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me it's just like at some point you want to i feel like the goal of an organization is to like find that diamond in the rough you know and you can't really find that unless you like give him some like quality time to where he, he can like prove himself because i mean 
just like Andrew said, like, like we know what's going to happen whenever Willie Colley Stein touches the floor. He, he'll, he'll give you, he'll be a rim roller. He might take one horrible shot and get a couple turnovers and get bullied by JaVale McGee for 12 minutes. And then, and, and then you move on. But then at some point it's like, you know what? We have a, a, a 22 year old athletic seven foot two kid on our bench. He, he may be really raw. Let's just see how he does out there. And I feel like if you're at a point where you have games where you don't have Luca and you don't have Maxi, you kind of want to like dig a little deeper to see what you really have on your roster. But yeah, it's like I just said, that's, that's the most confusing part for me. Just like the, the lack of experimentation. So. I'm actually worried that Moses Brown is like a, a waste man. I'm worried that he's just not played well in, <laughs> in like practice situations and things. And they're going completely off of that. I really think that's what's going on because yeah, like why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just start him one day? Like why why not just start Moses Brown? Give him give him twenty minutes, give him fifteen. Like why wouldn't you? And like they haven't even like the most he's played nine minutes. Didn't do anything in those nine minutes. Like you know they didn't really even incorporate him, give him a chance to shine. It's like yeah, he's getting the Josh Green treatment for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Green. I actually think we've had more evidence, and I do think that. He's not – maybe he. it's a skill thing with him. But with Moses Brown, like, bro, just got to the organization. You know, it's, uh, he was, it's strange. He was a starter quality player for 30-plus games. Again, for a lottery team last year. But, like, he started in the NBA for, for a significant chunk of time last year, last season. I don't – I don't – there's no reason for us to be so high on, like, Willie Cauley-Stein and Dwight Powell of, like, mm. Um, I do get like I don't think Moses is ready to like play more often than Dwight Powell just because Dwight is a, is a veteran guy and knows what he knows who he is out of there on the court. But um, yeah, for sure, there's no reason he can't take Willie Cauley Stein's minutes. And and it's funny because Moses Brown had a game last year against the Dallas Mavericks where he had 22 and 18 against our starting quality centers and it, and it, it kind of makes you think like hey yeah mm, preaching we, we wanted him for a reason right so it's just like we wanted him to we, get we, rid of <laughs> to get rid of josh Richards. <laughs> first off we, we, I, yeah that's a that's also a good point but a whole nother thing i feel like we don't ask a lot of a starting center you know like we're not asking him to like set picks like al jefferson lobs, in the post like, yeah. but it's just yeah. like just grab the boards, protect the paint, throw yeah. the outlet to Luca. We've, like... we've established that we don't want bigs doing back to the basket post up stuff. Like we don't even want KP doing that. <laughs> so, like it's not like we're gonna be asking, "Ooh, Moses, we really need you to work on your sky hook. Like we really need to need you to work on your dream shot." You know, uh, um, no, like yeah, just like. Pound the think, boards, throw it down, you know, get rebounds. I think what, what really kind of threw Mavs chance for a loop is because we are all clamoring for Moses Brown. Even when we're winning, like, we feel like he could help more. Um, and it seemed like when he got to a certain point, Jason Kidd's like, nah, send him to the G League. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like, I, I won't have to hear about it if he's not, like, with the roster. So, you know. They were in the um, G League for like twelve hours, though. Yeah, I, like twelve I think hours. Josh Green came up 
uh, I don't know. I looked at the lineup. It looked, didn't look like uh, Moses Brown was there last night, but um, I'm curious on that's a, that's something I'm going to keep my eye on is more than likely, even if Maxi comes back, there's still going to be a need in the backup big position. How long are we going to go without like really giving Moses some real playing time, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes with the second unit? I, I'm curious if it's like halfway through the season and like, well, we can't get anything out of these, these guys we've been trying. Let's just give in and, and give Moses some run. Yeah. Unfortunately for Jason Kidd, if that was his plan to, to get Moses Brown in the G League and for us to stop speculation, he, he dropped 23 and 16 in his first game with the Texas Legends. So if, if anything, that just makes me quench my thirst even more. So yeah, <laughs> a little appetizer, a little tease. <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And it looks like we kind of got a nice little G League roster, like kind of <laughs> just carving Ooh, baby. up. Oh, baby. Oh, man. I'm so excited about this Are G League roster. Are we developing talent? Questionably? No. A little bit of Carly Jones, a little bit of Justin Jackson. Dude, I wanted Carly Jones to just, like, be, like, the Spider-Man meme for campaign last night so bad. I just wanted him to be, like, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so – You've been a KP defender on your Instagram profile. Can you give us your reasoning for your belief in Porzingis? Okay. Well, I'd say it's not necessarily a belief, but I think that we are damaging our organization for other free agents. If, If they look at like what's going on with KP and they're like, oh my gosh, this organization who's, who's already kind of toxic, by the way, with Mark Cuban as an owner, looks at the Dallas Mavericks and like, oh my gosh, if I go here, I'm going to get treated like shit. And, but uh, overall, uh, all, all of that aside, I think KP, I, I really do think that he's a quality player who last year got put in some really stinky situations, you know, especially with like Rick Carlisle in the playoffs, like hiding him in the corner. Like we can't forget that last year, Porzingis had a pretty good year. Like he was scoring like 21 and nine. He shot yeah. 37% from three. Which is, which is something that people just seem to forget about because they like to hyper-focus on Porzingis' bad games. But whenever Carlisle hit him in the corner in the playoffs and didn't let him erupt, and then you see him pull out stats like, oh, he had 13 points, four rebounds. Like, get him out of here. It's just hard to see in a situation where now you look at his game since he's come back from injury, and you're like, oh, my gosh, the kid can play. I get all injury speculations to the side, Obviously, that's a situation that nobody wants to deal with, and it's hard to look at and be like, "Oh yeah, I want to sign, I want to sign this guy who has recurring knee problems to a four-year deal." I, I get all that to the side, but I don't think that he should get treated the way he does around around the Mavericks, where where every time you click on Bleacher Report and they're coming up with all these mock trades for Porzingis because they just think that Porzingis is the like the the worst thing to come into Dallas. I I think he can actually play. I think that if he gets put in a good scenario like Jason Kidd is, is trying to do, I think he can really perform. And I, I don't think that we should waste the four years on his gigantic contract. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting to agree with you more. I was uh, very geez. early on the Yeet KP thing. Like, like we were <laughs> tweeting about that. I was shooting tweets on our account about that. Like, when people were disagreeing, like when people were still kind of high on KP. Um, And yeah, I mean, he's not a bad player. You know, he's... um. And, you know, we saw we saw the Nuggets game recently, like like he, he's playing well. And he, even against the Suns, we almost beat him. You know, like if we had Luca, we might, you know, we we might be on a on a little win streak right now. 
So, right. so I mean, yeah, KP, we need, like, we're going to need KP to be a part of this. And, and also another thing, like since, since the KP, the early, I don't know, since that kind of like started bubbling up in the community, um, I feel like our free agency, like we haven't, we haven't, we've had some bad free agency moves, like the Josh Richardson situation, you know, losing, losing Steph or Steph Curry, um, you know, the, the, the Bob H situation, like a lot of the toxicity in the organization coming out and things like, I, I don't even really trust this organization to like have a clean exit, uh, or, you know, like if they, if they made a deal with Chris Stapps, I know it wouldn't be worth, um, it would be a gamble just like keeping him here is, you know, it would be the same gamble because I feel like they'd make a bad trade and we'd have to give up. Like, I don't know. I feel like we wouldn't get a lot back. So I don't know. No, I, I agree with you there on, on the point that like, if we were to trade Kristaps right now, it would have to be to like an, a, a win now organization. That's not going to give us much back because they know that it's going to be a gamble. They know his injury problems. And the, we're just not going to get get our, our bite out of the apple from that. And I think that, I like I said, I think that he can play. I mean, shoot, he's been he's been our leading scorer the last, the last yeah. six games, or sorry, six might be a little too much. So like four or five, but no, I, I the, the most recent stretch has has shown. You know, if this is the KP that we get night in and night out, or for if this is the KP we get in the playoffs or for the majority of the season. Um, the Mavericks are like are in the catbird seat, sort of like we're in the driver's seat. Um, again, if uh, and I, I've loved his play um, when he's when he's been on the court so far this season. And you you said it as well. He wasn't a bad player last year. You know, averaging twenty and 10, 20 and nine. Like you'll take that from just about any like big, especially a big that can stretch the floor. Um, uh, okay, so I liked it. We've had a, we've had a couple of guests on recently who are like, let's bring the toxicity down. Let's bring the let's let's all you know be a little bit kinder to each other. Uh, so that's an interesting take, especially when it feels like NBA Twitter, which is where I spend most of my time, is very much in like let's oh go, let's roast everyone all the time. Bully Always. bully Dwight Powell <laughs> until he plays better. Bully Willie, Call- <laughs> like cyber bully Willie Colley Stein until he plays better. Um, would you it say like we need? Say we need to talk better. We need to like be nicer about KP. Oh my gosh! But then, but then we post stuff about like here's the low light reel of all of Willie Colley Stein's misses at the Golly. at the basket this year. Like please free it. Like okay, that, that was my post. So yeah. Oh, so which is it? it? Which is it? We need to be nicer to KP, but we gotta but we gotta keep Willie. bullying. We gotta keep bullying Willie Collins. Be nicer time. to our to the ones we have more money invested in, I guess, but not to yes. the ones. Yeah. I need to be thirty million dollars worth. Yeah, nice that's to who you. we have to be nice. Yeah, I think for me, I, I've kind of vent, vented my frustrations um, on KP just because the first few games, it just really seemed he didn't fit super well. Um, with you know him and Luca weren't uh, you know cohesive, and I don't know. It just got to the point where you know he had missed that that stretch of like five games or whatever it was, and I'm just thinking like this is gonna be the the same. It's gonna be same thing. It's his first healthy off season, and already he's missed you know five games over this back tightness stuff, and 
I just kind of got really frustrated. Like I just, I just don't want to deal with the drama that comes with KP. Oh, like, is he fitting in the offense the way he should, or like, Oh, is he going to be healthy? Um, but I'll say that KP has definitely turned it around with his play. Like since he got back, it, it, I wasn't, you know, um, I've been impressed on how he's kind of adapted a little bit. I think he's got, you know, still some ways to go as far as you know, really asserting himself. And, you know, last night in the Suns game, he was, he kind of disappeared partly because, you know, Brunson probably took too many shots or, you know, was forcing it when, you know, the Suns would swat everything he took in the paint pretty much. So um, part of that's the team getting to know like, Hey, you know, you need to know when to feed KP and, you know, you need to know like when to use him as a decoy. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's I, talking to people like you and, and we talked to Bobby Corrala, uh, a few couple weeks ago, uh, it's just kind of reminds me like, Hey, you know, he's not as, you know, as bad as the Twitter trolls say that he is. Um, he has some room for improvement, but like his, his play is, is showing, you know, how, how good he, you know, still is. So that's good. Um, so I guess yeah. we won't eat him. But yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll kind of w- one other question. Well, I probably shouldn't dip into that. Uh, well, th- well, no, real quick. don't don't do it. Don't pull. So last time you were on the pod, we were pretty. I was projecting pretty pretty hard on uh, Giannis coming to the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. We were on his ass, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I I was like saying it as if it was a it was a to be determined. Like it was like, you know, he would bring well it happen. up with every guest we had on. Not every guest, yes, but every every guest we had on last year until before before Giannis signed his extension, you would ask every single guest. Oh, and by the leave, way, right? as soon as he did sign, like you you kind of went on a rant. If you, I don't, I don't remember who we were talking to. What, like, what the? Yeah, I was bad. Yeah, we I were kind of like, tweet. do you think Giannis is ever going to really win a championship with with the Bucks? No, I think it was. Yes, you did. Like, Giannis yes, will never you win did, Ben. Uh, yes, you uh, did. This will happen oh, before that happens. This will happen before Giannis wins. Hindsight, like, you made a whatever. mistake. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he ain't ever going to win with the Bucks. He ain't so, ever going to win with Milwaukee. Anyway, in, in the GQ article that recently came out, he apparently said something to the effect of like, you know, he uh, accomplished, you know, winning the championship for Milwaukee, but like his motivation may change in a couple years. Then he, like he might want to leave. Oh and I thought, I thought of our conversation and it was, you know, I, I maybe called it too soon. That, that that's all. Um, so Giannis to Dallas, 2023. Let's get it going. <laughs> Man, don't do this. Oh, sorry. Do this. I just, We're I just thought I'd bring it back. It's funny. Don't do this. What, what are your thoughts, Confused Maps fan? Whenever I think of Giannis to, to the Mavericks, I just think like money wise, like like can we do that? I mean, we just signed Luca to to like 205 mil. We got KP on on 173 mil, and it's just like. How much is Giannis really gonna like? How yeah. much is he gonna say? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this pay cut to go to Dallas. You know, right? Giannis it, is an ultimate supermax, like double yeah. supermax. Like he's gonna make it's as, a double supermax, not a cent yeah. wasted, not a cent spared. It's gonna be a lot of bread for him. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. And okay, I, I, I think I do think here. Yeah. I, I'll I'll All think right. in in positive terms, Muffle. 
I'll think in positive terms. If Giannis were to come to the Mavericks in a dream scenario, <laughs> I think that that would be the, the ultimate turn or the ultimate tide that turns in our favor to where we start landing free agents. If we can land that first big fish, I think things will change around the organization because we have that big fish. So I think that other free agents are coming into every single year being like, Oh, well, why didn't, blah, blah, why didn't Carmelo Anthony go, go to Dallas? Why didn't, why didn't Deandre Jordan way back when go to Dallas? And, and then, so they start specu- speculating why, why have they not landed a free agent? I think if we get that first one to turn, then I think the culture around Dallas free agency will change. Yeah. That would be cool. I think signing Nico. Um, Hopefully, like, we get some of that clout. I'm hoping that that was the, uh, um, that was the move that like shifts things. And I mean, you know, judging by his offseason, you know, not, not, <laughs> man, <laughs> no blockbusters <laughs> yet. But, but you know, like some organizational changes have have occurred. You know, it might we might be on the way there. Hopefully, but yeah, that Damian Lillard's bananas. getting pissed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, he's already close with Nico. Nico was like really close with him as an agent. Oh, then- trust me, we had a whole pot on that. I, I like had the 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 jersey edit with Damon a Mavs jersey. Uh, that was, yeah. I, I we may did, need yeah. to we may need to stage an intervention for Ben. <laughs> and then Lillard's talking about how he wanted to play for Jason Kidd. Oh yeah, yep. I think that it's. I think that it's interesting, but I, I do think that if Damian Lillard was to go into free agency, I think Dallas would be in his top top five. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, we'll be number uh, we four. Be- we better get out of, <laughs> get out of dreamland. Uh, so uh, what? So what's up with your boy, Maxi? Taxi, man. How's That's a little confusing. That How's is, he doing? I don't know. You just kind of saw him come down and start, start gripping his side. It's like... It's like a left oblique strain. How 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 bad is that? I, I'm not I'm I'm not a sports physicist by any means, but <laughs> I can't I can't imagine it sidelining him for like six straight games, you know. But obviously, I mean, I trust the medical staff. I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna make a conspiracy out of it. But but what if what if he's trade bait for Toronto? Well, so what, get... what would be Toronto's offer? To get Goron and Goron. Dragic. Okay. Are we gonna are we gonna get another big? Well really we have six bigs on the roster <laughs> and only only like one and a half of they them. all do well, like I, I, don't call them bigs, they're they're six tall. Yeah, they're, they're tall. They're not they're not big. Yeah. They all do one thing okay. They never they don't do like the, the I would argue that some of them don't really do very much of anything okay. <laughs> It, we like, and we saw this week like one thing that the most like slightly confusing but also like welcome surprise was the like the small ball lineups oh, that yeah. kid rolled out there of like you know what our bigs suck ass <laughs> like so guess what we're not gonna play any bigs like congratulations Dorian you have won the right to the be our <laughs> our five in this lineup um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we'd, we're definitely mix, missing Maxi's defensive impact, and I think, uh, I think overall we've gotten better as a defensive team. But the starting unit is kind of uh, relying on KP too much, 
or uh, Dorian. Having Tim, Luca, Dwight, and KP all on the court at the same time is not is not a good defensive recipe. No matter how good like the team defense is or how good the scheme is. I think I think Maxi needs the center job. I think he needs the starting center job. I, I really do. He, he he may be he may be six nine. He may like he needs a new left oblique is what he needs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if he's mass I'll, I'll, I'll I'm not using mine. <laughs> he needs to hit up Sterling it. Brown's park do the Wait, that confirms? I mean, that would explain Sterling Brown's no, play. No, that is that is that, that, <laughs> that is, that is really not. That I made. <laughs> but it, he, he does look. Sources does, confused, Matt. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, uh, I'm I'm writing that all the way. To he the does moon. seem a little a little asleep on the court. Just, <laughs> his shot has his shot has not is not a is not alive it's not, it's not woke that was that was kind of the next thing i was getting into it's like the, the thing that I'm, I'm missing most about maxi right now is the shooting he's shooting 46 percent before he before he went out and then you gotta i have to sit back every every day like this and watch reggie bullock just like throw straight line drives at the rim man he does do the line drives. it's tough to watch same with dorian dorian like he's either gonna i still don't know if he's gonna make it you know what i mean some mm-hmm. s- certain shooters, you kind of get to know them, and you like, yep, they're in rhythm. They're gonna knock it down. Dorian, like, he could be in, ri- like, he could have be wide open. You're not completely sure if we can. He's Dorian's been improving though. His he's, <laughs> he's been steadily, improving. He has steadily got like his shots the, started to fall. Yeah, there was a point in last night's game where I feel like Dorian missed a bunch and Reggie missed a bunch, and then Phoenix just ran away with it at that point because they they were knocking down their threes and i i don't know it's hard it's hard dealing with like flat shooters because i know that that's all the time is what i want to blame it on but like reggie blogs like he does this for a living like he's a career like 40 percent three-point shooter And, and it's like well he has that flat shot but it's like you look around the league like chandler parsons had like a naturally flat shot even michael jordan had like a kind of naturally flat shot but and it, it's something that off of this little 14 game sample size or 15 now, I just, I just don't expect it to go in. I just sit back. I'm like, get the, get the rebound, you know? And that's tough. I, I put up yeah. a poll on my Instagram actually. <laughs> and I, I, I listed every single Mavericks player. And I said, whenever this person shoots the ball, when the ball is in midair, do you expect the ball to go in? And, and then I just thought that that was a really interesting scenario because I think Sterling Brown got the lowest. It was like 2%, <laughs> but, but it, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of funny seeing that like Luca got like 82%, like 88% Brunson got like 85, but it, it's, it's kind of funny because I was just thinking about that. Like when the ball is in, I think a lot of times I just dismiss it as, Oh, it's a miss. And if they make it, I get surprised. So with guys like Reggie, I, I don't get surprised too often. Yeah. yeah. Last night, Tim went two for ten from three. Reggie went zero for five. Frank went zero for four. Um, and Sterling went one for one. But but yeah, I get what you mean. Like it's and it's and it's extra confusing. And I sometimes coaches kind of like there have been several press conferences where Jay Kidd has said some things that are like demonstrably false or like that you oh, know yeah. is like he's blowing smoke Jeez. up up your ass 
um like one night when he was like i think everybody played really well <laughs> and, and mavs fans everyone was like uh were you watching were you watching the game jason it's like he can't he can't say oh yeah willie is willie is trash um but early like I'll, in the pre- I'll, I'll say why not yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i get it's just i guess it's just it's you know it's impolite which right. like you don't have to be polite as a coach um yeah well i feel like rick did a good balance of he would say stuff like we need to get better at this or like we need to improve in this area and sometimes that would be more blatantly calling out certain players sometimes it wouldn't be but like the players know like it, they, i don't feel like they need to be coddled at this point through the media oh my coach said it, like we all played great we but they also great. don't need to be reminded by the media they don't need to hear from their coach through That's the media true. that like oh, hey, did you see what coach told the Dallas Morning News about how you played last night? Like, he's going to tell you in the locker room. But I all that to say, there was, there was a conversation at one point earlier in the preseason or offseason where he was talking about, like, we're, we're, we can't be a team that relies on the three ball. Uh, we're going to have to, like, get our offense other ways. And it's I feel like it's fairly obvious we've done a good job of like winning defensive games so far this year. But another confusing aspect is we've also, we've won games where we shot the three ball terribly, absolutely terribly. And then we've lost the first Phoenix game. We were shooting like 40%. We shot better from three than Phoenix and we still lost that game. Um, so uh, speaking of things that are confusing, just like deciding like okay are we a like a three ball you know pour it on kind of team are we are we gonna deviate from that if the shots aren't falling last night it didn't seem like it of course we were without Luca but um yeah it just it feels a little um weird at this point given the longer the longer the shooting droughts go for some of these guys the more confusing it becomes I think I yeah, wish I think... Jay Kidd was more. I wish he said, had the opposite take. Like now, nah, like we're trying to, we're trying to make sure everyone's shots on point. Like we're trying to take advantage of the efficiency that we're like of the space and efficiency that we're 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 able to get now with Luca. You know, like if you have if you have something if if we have a bunch of bigs and, and they're kicking it out to guys, and that's what we do, and we just let Luca play basketball and like let him take it to the hole or let him kick it out. We need to be relying on the three. And nowadays, if like literally if any, especially with this roster, if, if they're not shooting, they're not making a third of their threes. If I were Jay Kidd, I'd be like cussing them out, bro. Like, I mean, not cussing them out, but like assigning them like, you know, assigning them whatever, 2,000 buckets a day or something. Yeah, like, I, you know, like we should <laughs> be looking at around people. laps on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, we gosh. should be looking at them sideways if they're not making a, 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 at least a third of their threes right. at this point. I, I think it uh, – the only thing I would say is we, we don't – we can't afford to uh, rely on other shots other than the three because we don't have a whole lot of paint penetration outside of Luca and Brunson. And Luca really goes to the paint just to get the shooters open, um, and he'll, he'll shoot it when he has an open shot. Um, but we really don't have people attacking the rim – I think we've been shooting more rid- more mid-range than I remember. I feel like Tim Hardaway is shooting more rid- mid- mid-range, so is uh, Frank. 
but um, it you have to be really good at least one of those. Like either you're getting in the paint all the time, which we don't have the personnel for, or you're nailing threes all the time, which we, as of right now, are not doing. So um, I don't know. We need to figure figure out who uh, who we're comfortable playing as. I will say this really quick on that topic that I'm a university of Arkansas basketball fan and their coach, Eric Musselman, like I watched some of his interviews and he'll come out and say, Hey, this is what it burrows down to. Chris likes has got to get better at defending the three ball. And, and, and he'll say that. And, and it's like, you don't have to be like, like Jason, I'm not expecting Jason kid to come out here and be like, Willie Clay Stein takes a shit every time he steps on the floor. <laughs> I don't expect him to say that, but he, he can say like, Hey, He's got to set better screens and, and, and we've really got to work on our paint catches. And like, I, I don't think he has to be like, he doesn't have to baby him, but it's like, I feel like that that directness would kind of like help in a way. I fully agree. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that like they put these players, they put all these players and coaches in some weird camp or they have like some weird, like torture chamber. They send them to, if they say something wrong in the media, like, Everyone is so professional and so, like, oh, we played hard. We both teams played hard. Like, like everyone's so both teams play hard that, like, they aren't saying damn anything most of the time. And, yeah, like, whooping. Shout out to, shout out to uh, Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas Hoops because, yeah, like, yeah. you're not getting any of that. And I think part of this is is attributed to his, you know, he's a player's coach. He used to be a player. He, he knows how coaches, you know, have dealt with him when he was, you know, one of the best guards in the league. Um, and I think genuinely he's making an effort to be liked by these players. So when he's, you know, that's kind of what it boils down to is, you know, I, uh, a good point. I want, I want them to play for me. And I want them to understand, uh, you know, where I'm coming from, but in the locker room, I'm sure he's, he's lighting them up. Like, like Hinchy said, I'm sure he's like, you know, well, God, I hope so. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but do we think uh, Willie is playing like he <laughs> likes Jason Kidd? Willie likes that he's getting playing time. Willie, <laughs> Willie sometimes looks like he doesn't like to play basketball. He doesn't seem super invested. <laughs> I've, in I've never seen Willie sprint. I've never seen it yet. <laughs> it, it's like it, it could be a fast break, and he's just doing this little, you know. It's... Yeah. yeah, but no, that was a good point. Uh, ben, just because of like what Jason Jason Kidd's reputation has been previously as a coach, he could be taking like a little lighthearted aspect to it, just so he doesn't get like this. Oh, this bad bad man Milwaukee Jason Kidd. So. <laughs> bad man Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, but I also it feels like anything after Rick is like ha- happy days are here again, right? <laughs> because it looked like players' reactions and just like how they were you know just the the overall vibe was like we have finally escaped the gulag like we we have been set free we have we have been set free we are no longer like trapped in the work camp we are enlightened yeah so like i feel like this is what fun feels like yeah jason kid could be a little bit of an asshole sometimes and they'd be like oh whatever yeah this is cool (laughs) like it's like a camp counselor he's just like yeah, I don't know. There's he's just a, one he's picture. A pastor. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, guys. All right, <laughs> let's play Monopoly here. Willie, I need you know. to rebound the ball a little bit better, okay, buddy? We There's this picture at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I think during the preseason, there was a picture taken of the Mavs bench. I think they were reacting to a Boban three and they just looked the happiest I've seen. And like I've happiest I've ever seen Luca, the happiest I've seen KP. And this is like two games into this new regime. And it already kind of like, you know, we're just freaking out. Like they never could on a Rick Carlisle bench ever. So good times. Okay. Next question. Um, so, how do you feel about the upcoming Dirk Jersey retirement? Oh, what is it? January 5th against Golden State? Yeah. yeah. Wednesday, uh, January 5th. I think I, I, I like it, you know? I think it'll be a sellout arena. You oh, know? for sure. They're, they're going to they're gonna want to see uh, Dallas Mavericks versus Golden State Warriors. Hopefully, we're all healthy, and it should be a, should be a great game. I mean, we tend to play good against – the Warriors, what we beat them on their uh, during their seventy three and nine season, we beat them whenever Curry dropped fifty something on us. That's right. Yeah. So I, I I think that it's always going to be like an entertaining matchup, and I think that it'll be something that Dirk appreciates. I, I don't I don't mind losing on a on a on a Jersey retirement day as long as like it's a sellout crowd and Dirk's getting the love that he deserves. I'm I'm all for it. Okay. So, what do you guys think the lowest available price is on mm. StubHub for tickets oh. to the January <coughs> game? I was literally going to look this up. Huh? 280? Okay, Ben's, go- Ben's going 280. 105, 115. 115 for Jay? Yeah, these are all nosebleeds for sure. Um, but they're the, they're the ones, the lowest... Uh, the lowest still available, and they're like two tickets, like one or two tickets here or there. Oh, there's one. Oh, what's your guess, Beast Match Fan? Price is right this. I'd go 180. 180. Okay. Well, if we're going by Price is Right rules, uh, Confused Mass Fan, you would win. Um, what? Because, because Ben, you went over. But you, but Ben, you were technically. <laughs> but the he closest. Ben was probably the closest. Ben was the closest. The cheapest I can find right now are two fifty eight. Wow! Um, wow! I imagine that only goes up too. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane. Uh, I'm looking at some. Let me find some like from where I was sitting earlier this season. Um, I got I got some preseason tickets randomly. The section that I was in, I think. The lowest tickets available are seven hundred and eighty-eight dollars, and then there are other tickets in that section for okay twelve hundred. Let's talk. Let's talk about this for a second. Fourteen hundred. If you really want to see this Dirk ceremony, you know it's going to be on YouTube. Like they did the same thing that for when he retired, the whole like twenty-minute ceremony was on YouTube. So, I mean, I love Dirk, but I mean. Yeah, but bro, to be there, you're not to gonna like drop. You're not gonna drop eight hundred dollars, Ben. What kind of man are you? Crank the jersey up and like <laughs> a broke fan. Yeah. I don't have enough money for that. <laughs> broke just master. change your just change your Christmas wish list to like that one thing. <laughs> yeah, except uh, I don't think my Spurs fan in laws would get that for me. I'll set up a GoFundMe. Okay, then okay. Send Ben to the Jersey retirement. <laughs> I'm debating. I'm debating just having play. I'm debating just going down there uh, and like going down to Victory Plaza because I yeah. think they, they'll they're gonna have like a pop up the game on 
like the big screens and then just like hang out down there and party. We should that would be that. cool. We should, like make some content. Like yeah, this. yeah, for sure. We'll have to turn it. I, I want to see if we can get like a a press credential before then, and then like go to the game as press. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. Okay. Hey, I would be just saying, fake, fake the press okay. credential. Sure. <laughs> well, just they're pretty. Get- they're pre- uh, our last guest, Bobby Corral, he's like the digital content manager for the Mavs. He said that it's actually pretty easy to get one as long as you've been covering the team. And we like, it's our 82nd episode. And he said like, that would work. And I was like, Oh dang, I'm going to actually see if we can look into that anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not crazy about playing the Warriors because they're like sneaky good now. And uh, are they sneaky good or are they just good? Ben? <laughs> They over they're over uh performing for from what I expected. They're, they're so compensating. They're okay. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just like especially with the whole history that we have with the Warriors and Dirk winning MVP the same year that we get eliminated uh you know by the we believe Warriors. I don't know. I feel like that. I, I would rather pick like a, a team that we you're have worried. That you're worried we're gonna get blown out on dirt. Oh, I'm completely blown. I'm I'm completely. Uh, uh, I would the way Steph's playing. I wouldn't be shocked if we lose by like twenty, um, just because how he's beating all these good teams. Um, but yeah, I would pick a team that has like no uh, like ill will or with our team, like the Oklahoma City Thunder or you know just some random team that. You know, we have also a trash team that we can beat. Yeah, exactly. Because the one, the one not confusing thing about this season so far uh, is that we can't beat teams above 500. Not allowed. Or at least except we can't. At least we can't beat them yeah, if they're all healthy. Denver. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll see how we do with the. Do we get? Do you guys think our? Do we get a win against the Clippers? Yeah, I was about to with ask. Her, with or without Luca, what do you think? What do you think, confused Mavs fan? Are we gonna? I think yes. You, you giving I'm us all one all win? All. You taking it? You were, are we taking both from them? With no Luca, we split. With Luca, I think we have a chance to sweep. Mm. We always put. I, I, I think I think we're good against the Clippers in the regular season, especially without without uh, Kawhi Leonard. I think I think Luca loves whenever Paul George is guarding him. I think he absolutely eats up that matchup mm. and but without I, I don't know i just think we're due to scratch out a win now you know mm. and I, yeah. I think the clippers recently played a game against somebody I, I can't think off the top of my head but they they smoked a game against a pretty bad team so i i say we split hmm. yeah i bet you like if luca uh was even like 80 percent, and he saw that paul george and the Clippers are on the schedule. He's like, yep, I'm good. I'm going to come in here and, and, and clown this fool to get back to 100%. Mm-hmm. There's just so many clips of him just like straight up juking him so bad. So that'll be good. Hopefully that'll inspire him to get back on the court. Okay, now we got Jay. Um, he has returned. We're going to oh, do this great. little segment called What Are You Thankful For and What Do You Want Some More Of? This is Thanksgiving edition of Buckets and Beyond with our guest, Confused Mavs fan. Um, we're going to do what are you thankful for uh, for the, in regards to the Mavs and what do you want some more of 
in regards to the maps. Who wants to go first? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like there are only like two or three answers for what are you thankful for with the maps. <laughs> and they're all fairly I'll obvious. I'll start. I'm thankful wow. for Frank Nilakina. Frank, uh, Leonard. <laughs> oh, my God. Dang it. I don't know. Jay was Where ready with that? it. Jay was ready with it. later. Okay. Let's get it. Um, and I'm I want some more of Moses Brown. I just want to take that one off the table. Um so nice. I'm thankful for nine dubs. I feel like mm. I feel like this would be a lot worse. And I feel like we just have high expectations for this team, just given like we have one of the goats and we have Chris Stapps, who was like posture, you know, he was like lifted up as this, as you know, this future all-star, da, 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 like supposed to be one of the great bigs in the league. Um, you know, supposed to be a guy that could do it all. I, I think just given the, just given the expectations we had, like, like, just given the players we have, our expectations are so high that it's easy to look down on us. But they've toughed out some 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 yeah. good dubs here, you know, like swept the Spurs. Uh, you know, I I don't think we did that last few years. Um, we've won games that we should win, yeah. And so and yeah, like we got a tough stretch here, and Luca hurt his hurt his leg. So I mean, you know, we might be regressing to the mean a little bit. You know, we might we might be inching our way towards 500 but imagine if we didn't have that you know imagine we didn't get those early wins okay so So thankful for the record i think if you i totally agree if you if you had said before the season started hey in the first 15 games kp is gonna miss six games maxi is gonna miss eight games luca's gonna miss two or three games um and the team is going to shoot like 30% from three. Like, and you had to guess the record. We would be a lottery team. Three Most math fans would, would, would go apoplectic and would say, Oh my God, we went four and 11 in the first 15 games. No, we're sitting at the four seed. We're nine and six. Like, yeah, it is. It is pretty nice. All right, Jay, yeah. what do you want to see some more of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of leads me to what I want to see more of. I want to see more of the, um, underrated guys stepping up because that's why mm. we've been able to get the dubs you know i want to see us give moses brown a chance and then have that game where he shines you know um there's a game maxi has six blocks like if we if, like if we could get a game where where moses brown gets a couple couple of good block highlights in and like you know like gets the whole organization hyped about him for a little bit and then you know like he earns a little more playing time here brunson just going at like really stepping up and um you know assuming that ball handler uh you know quarterback role like guys have stepped up middle lakina man like you know my boy Great, uh, like, like these guys are all stepping up so um that's what i want to see more of i want to see more of our bench being a like real bench threat you know the second unit's coming out um and, and doing their thing man but yeah i like it i like it Okay, rad. What y'all got? I guess I'm on the I'm on deck. So yeah, go for it. I, I'll say that I am thankful, very thankful for the Luca extension. 
I think that <laughs> that, that, that was a, a lot harder than people realized that it was to get Luca on that extension, especially going through the whole front office blow up. Donnie Nelson was like his best friend within the organization. And then, and then uh, hit watching Donnie get fired. Luca was very hesitant. And I think that, I, I don't know if he was going to sign an extension or if he was going to wait out until free agency, but then we hired Dirk, hired Kidd, and I think that that satisfied him enough to to want to give us another shot. And we got to sign him to a super max, so we get another five years of not having to worry about being a below-average team, which I think that's something that we can really, really take to heart and say, hey, we're going to see more wins than we do losses for the next few years. And I think after watching watching the, like the teams like during Dirk's going out window, it's just refreshing to know that we will be winning basketball games. So, and what would I like to see more of? I would like to see, oh goodness. I'd like to see some fourth quarter wins. I'd like to, I'd like to see a couple I, I like to see a few games where in the fourth quarter we're down by three entering it and when we pull it out. I think that that's the one thing that we really haven't done yet. Didn't really do a whole lot last year of either. But wherever we just like – we take a French game and we run away with it in the fourth. So. Okay. Nice. Um, All right, Goon. I am going to say I am thankful for uh, for KP's play thus far. Um, I think he's, I think he's shown, uh, what he's capable of and how far this team can go when he's healthy and when he's playing, I especially love his defense so far this season. Um, uh, and his ability, like, I think we've seen in the last two games, he is, he's pretty good at facilitating parts of the office. I I think one game he had seven assists. So, uh, just his game becoming a little more well-rounded and a little bit more integrated in the offense. I, I want to see more of that, especially once Luca gets back, or I guess I'm thankful for that. I mean, thankful for it. I want it to continue. Um, something that I want more of is some quality dub dubs. I want to beat some good teams. Um, Cause like it was cute at first that we lost like, Oh man, we keep losing games to playoff teams. Hmm. Um, and maybe it's just that we lost back to back games to the Suns that we could have won, especially if Luca was playing. Like we played them heads up for like three and a half quarters. And then we lose them in the, like the last five or six minutes. It's just extremely frustrating. Um, I get that we've got injuries, but, uh, I want some quality dubs. I want to beat the Clippers. I want to beat the Wizards. I want to beat the Cavaliers. They're kind of a, they're an above 500 team. Um, But like, I want to go on a tear with some of these like quote unquote good teams. Um, That's what I want. Pour some gravy on that. Um, Because I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of like going like, yay, we're 10 and six, we're nine and six or whatever. But, we can't beat good teams. Like yeah, we got this, this good record, but yeah, you don't, you don't learn. Yeah. You don't learn how, how good you are until you play the good teams. Well, and I think it is, um, we almost had that reversed a couple years ago or a year ago where we would only play the good teams. Well, 
and then we would play the bad teams badly. So at least we getting the bad teams together, I think is a good sign and, and just handling them well. And then going forward, it's just, you know, like you said, figuring that out. Okay. Um, so now this is uh, more of a Thanksgiving question. So what, what's the most confusing thing you've seen s- served at Thanksgiving? Hmm. Um, I'll go, well, it's not necessarily confusing. Well, here's, here's the confusing part. Uh, my, my cousin Janie, uh, doesn't listen to this pod, nor will she ever. So this will be fine. (laughs) Um, every year she brings an undercooked, um, pecan pie, like, or pecan pie. And occasionally she'll bring like, she'll try to bring like a cobble or something. It's, it's soupy every single time, every (laughs) single time. Like she's been coming as like, we've, she's been coming to Thanksgiving for 20 years every time like oh, it, like explain that to me that is confusing <laughs> right like you've been cooking this dish for 20 years and it and it still <laughs> is maybe she likes his soupy <laughs> okay like then then like then cook that for yourself to have at home but don't serve up your salmonella pie to the rest of us for being undercooked <laughs> You can't. Get, I don't think. You, I don't think you can get salmonella for pie. Although there's eggs in pie, so potentially. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the most confusing thing to me. Most of the time, we don't we don't mess around with like, like we keep it pretty simple. Keep it traditional. Everybody everybody stays in their lane. Um, and and when people do kind of branch out, like it usually tastes really good. But cousin Janie can't cook a pie to save her to save her life. Dang. Oh, cousin Janie. Shots fired. Unfortunate. That's another sound thing we need. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm gonna write okay. that one down. Okay. I'll Who's say one? I've never had anything served to me like off the table on Thanksgiving, but my best friend, instead of a Thanksgiving turkey, they always have papaya instead. They, they ha- <laughs> Wait, they have- papaya or paella? Because papaya oh, is a oh, fruit, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 paella, paella. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> paella? paella. I, I'm, I'm not too sure, actually. <laughs> I'm actually not too sure, but I, I, know, I know that they don't like turkey, and it's like their whole family. It's like, and they don't like turkey, so they just have paella every, every Thanksgiving as a substitute. Are they, are they from Spain? Are they Spanish? No, they're, they're like Aruban, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a little bit. Um, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a vegetable medley like chicken or fish dish it's like a big um it's big in spain and stuff i mean i've never had it it looks really good um but yeah that is interesting um yeah yeah we are cultured i don't know what a rubens or paellas are I've never had a papaya <laughs> where's aruba i don't know I, like I, haven't, I haven't had paella i've just i've minored in spanish so like that was mm. the, the little cultural articles that they would make you read in Spanish yeah. class were about paella or tapas or whatever. Anyways. Nice. Well, I guess I'll, I'll drop in. I, I really haven't been served anything like super strange. There are just like traditional like Thanksgiving staples, though, that like I just don't really fuck with like 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 uh, the cranberry the cranberry jelly the what's that cranberry sauce cranberry sauce a... like the canned stuff 
Yeah, like like what's the deal with that? Like like we we're not eating like that. It. We're not eating that throughout the year. You know, we don't so need, like we don't eat any of this stuff throughout the year. Yeah, like we only eat tur- like I mean, I guess smoked turkey or sometimes sliced turkey. Like right, mashed yeah, potatoes. You have some turkey rarely here and there, like, but like obviously. Stuffing? Yeah, stuffing. Yeah, stuffing is actually great. I like stuffing, but again, like and like nobody's like you know, okay, Sunday, you know, Sunday dinner we're making stuffing in this like it's like not a, I don't know. Some some traditions are just kind of off to me. Like those two stand out as like, okay, why, okay. why are they so big? I wanted to ask y'all too. Do y'all eat millionaire pie? I wonder if this is like a black people thing. <laughs> like millionaire pie. Millionaire what, pie. What is what's in millionaire pie? It's it's like only a few ingredients. It's like a Cool Whip. It's like a, like a whip <laughs> like a whipped cream. That's like the main ingredient in the pie. Mm-hmm. It's like a little. It's like whipped cream with lemons. Like 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 chopped up little lemon pieces and uh sometimes other fruit in there too um but yeah so like whipped cream lemon pieces and then nuts in the pie okay. is this something that y'all is this something that y'all ever had on thanksgiving never okay. heard of it yeah. never heard of it okay i have not I wonder if that's a black folk now. thing because like that's like any family function any like even when we go out of town like 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 we got like at least two three people bringing millionaire pies my mom makes it every thanksgiving every christmas oh dang okay like and it's oh fire it's it's just a sugary like it's like like it's just a sugary mess but it's so good and you really mm-hmm. can't even slight like you you also um i'm not sure if we, do we freeze it it's not frozen frozen but it's like yeah, it's but it looks like you don't bake it you chill it right yeah you chill it so like yeah. it's, a, it's a little firm but um that's kind of something that i've I, you know i don't know a lot of people doing that but like that's a good thanksgiving it looks dish. good i'm looking at okay. it right now yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up some millionaire pie for your family. Yeah, maybe bring maybe bring that to the table. Uh this this Thanksgiving. <laughs> confuse confuse your white family members. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the heck is this? Bring some this paella and some millionaire pie. Yeah. Good like, golly. <laughs> ben, ben uh, what's what's the most confusing thing you've ever been served? Um I think I this is not a personal personally i haven't been serving things super weird um but my uh my wife she said that when she was a kid somebody made like cherry flavored tamales and she had put a bunch on her plate before she realized what they were and um were they like uh, were they like pink did they look like discolored i don't know um but like she tried like one bite she they were bad Ooh. and uh then her mom like made her eat the rest oh. of the <laughs> That's like yeah, that's like the sad. people that show up and put like raisins in the in the potato salad yeah. or her family's or... definitely more experimental with stuff like that. And I um like tamales, tamales, yes. Cool. Those are great. Awesome. awesome. Gotta have great. Gotta have. Like if you find I... good tamales in, in Arkansas, never let them go. <laughs> um. Oh, well, well, we got some. <laughs> we got a little food truck that we slide by. They got the all right, all right. Cool. Um, mm. all right. Are you ready for the rapid fire round? I'm ready. So let's get going. Uh, so th- let's, uh, first question. What is your favorite movie of all time? Ooh, my favorite movie of all time is probably the blind side. I, okay. I remember having that as a kid and we, we'd watch it on, on car rides over and over again until we got sick of it. So. I, I say Mike, that big just, just memory wise, I'd say the big blind Mike. side was one that 
one that I just thoroughly enjoyed and I could watch over and over again. Um, excuse me. Good guys. Burped. Um, you know what I didn't, the only thing I didn't like about the blind side is I like research. I like looked into the family that it's about and the little kid that is in that movie, the real age of that character is like a teenager at this time, but they made him like a little twerp kid just for fun fact. I don't know if you knew that, but great character. I'd be really (laughs) offended though. If they like totally just took me out of the movie. Imagine like like, if the biopic, they like, nah, like the the actual age is not going to work for the story. We need you to be like a, you know, a, a quirky seven-year-old. Yeah, like, imagine like, someone sitting down with you. Like, look, the story is powerful. Like, like <laughs> we got the green light, millions of dollars, stars. Like, it's gonna be everywhere. Oscar like, nominations. You, at but, the end like, of the movie, look, the story is not you, quite there. Like, at the uh, end of the movie, you see like the whole family when he gets drafted or whatever, and then that kid is he's like, he's like you know grown up. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, he was driving a car. No, the no the my, Michael Orr was driving the car. <laughs> And the they little kid was riding in the in the passenger. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, what is your favorite karaoke song? Uh, "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm. No Maxi, doubt about it. That's a good one. Maxi style. Mm-hmm. You just singing like this the whole time. <laughs> Either that or uh, "Still Still Into You" by Paramore. Call me maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still into you. That's a good one too. Um, what is your favorite number and why? Like, what would you want to be your jersey number? Uh, I'd say I'd say eleven. Okay. I, I, I think that eleven was the when it, whenever I played ball. That's that was a number that I always gravitated towards. I think it was just because it was given to me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I just kind of like always always rocked with eleven ever since. Yeah. So nice. You latched onto it. That's funny. My my choice would be sixteen, and it was because that was my like T-ball jersey teams. Like that was my first. That was just like my first ever jersey number. Nice. And I don't. And I don't think. Yeah, I'm hard pressed to think of another basketball player that has the number sixteen. It's just Tuyakovic. Uh, oh, okay. August yeah, Sol. nice. Nice. Oh yeah, that's another okay. one. That's probably the better one. Yeah, but like none of my. It's fa- a rare I, number. None of my yeah. favorite players. Or like it, I, I I would feel weird if I was like I want my jersey number to be forty one, like <laughs> I want my jersey number to be thirty one, like Reggie Miller, like that would I feel weird being like a copycat after like my favorite players. I, like so I feel like I have to choose a jersey. This is original. Different. Yeah, I, like that. I was totally a copycat when I was a kid. I was number four. My dad also coached the team, so like I could pick my number. And I was four because I'm Michael Finley, bro. Like I was gonna be Michael Ooh, Finley. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. I was four I like all the it. way up until my brother started playing baseball. My brother's like, like star athlete. He, he plays. Uh, you know, he was an athlete, but he he was he picked number twenty and he picked that number. And so after that, anytime I picked a number, I was number twenty two. And nice. so like, mm. yeah yeah so but but in that case you kind of you picked that i guess and like i f- i don't remember if i picked it or if it was just like you know reach into a box and like here's a yeah. here's a jersey like this is yeah. the number that you got um i, th- I thought it might be jj Berea homage <laughs> I, I remember whenever i got to high school homage. number 11 was taken so i rocked number one there so okay one's a good one nice yeah Okay. And everyone was calling Derek Rose, even though I had I had no bounds. D Rose. <laughs> so. 
So I got to ask, if you're running a, a basketball account, people need to know, can you, can you hoop? Are you, do you get buckets? What, what does uh, that look like? I, I, I hoop. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, we got, I, when you come through to Dallas, we got to see it. I'm just saying we, we need to, yeah. we need to go up. I'm, I'm a six foot point guard. I, I can, I'd say the strengths of my game, I, I have a really good pull up. I can dribble the, I can dribble the ball. I'd say I, I, I like, like I said, I don't have balance. I don't have like, I'm not fast, but I'm, I'm quick. I can get a, I can get a little blow by and draw some contact, but yeah, I can play. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to have you. And like, you like, whenever you do come through. Like a, do you go to the rec or like, do you have a gym you go to or do you, do you like go to the park and just like. Get <laughs> Me and my buddies. Uh, well, well, one of them, I'm, I'm not going to call it out because I think it's a federal offense. But uh, he he was a, he was a he was a janitor at, at at one of the schools, and so he got a key to, to one of the high school oh, gyms. Dang! And and, and and we'd just be rolling like twenty people out there, and we'd have like wow. a like a round robin like hoop sessions. It's oh my cool. gosh! Oh, that's the dream. That's the dream right there. Yeah. Um, I uh I used to have a hookup like that when I was, I was at my old church, but since then it's just been the park. Oh, yeah. that's just a park for me <laughs> it's like i hope this morning it was like 50 degrees but i it was nice um okay what is your spirit animal mm. my spirit animal i think my spirit animal is is my dog rocky <laughs> because me and my dog like we are so like i see myself in him you know like that's my son <laughs> I, I look at Rocky. He's actually sitting right over there. But um, I, I I feel like that if if he was a person, he would be me. And I've always said that about 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 my dog Rocky. I was trying to think of like a more creative answer, but no, like I like that. That's that's me in animal form. So that's beautiful. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? He's a little mutt. He's like <laughs> he, he he's some kind of mix between like a. He's like a taller Yorkie, like Schnauzer kind of thing. But okay. yeah, I'm, nice. I mess with him. So. <laughs> um, so what is a place that uh, your followers might be shocked to find you at? Mm, a place that my followers might be shocked to find me at. Uh, I don't know, probably like a bar or something. They just assume you're like twelve years old. What kind of bar? What kind of bar are you going to? <laughs> Maybe. And then nothing off the walls, but I, I always feel like that uh, people think I'm younger than I actually am, just because I'm, I'm running a little a little fan page, a little Instagram account. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I also look a little bit younger. I say I look around like I'm 18. So. Yeah, I would say that. You look pretty young. Um, yeah. Has uh, Has anybody told you you look like a certain celebrity? Oh, I get Miles Teller twenty four seven. I knew whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. Was that what it was? I was. That was my. I didn't want to be weird and t- just straight up tell you you look like him. But oh um, no, I I, I I get it all the time. You gotta do like then, Miles Teller, uh, like co- like Halloween costumes, and you kill it or something. I, know. Like, I don't know what that. The, would look that's like. what. Well, like whenever just, girls come up to me and tell me that I look like Miles Teller, I always ask them if that's a good thing or not. So right. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually they say yes. So I'm probably been there. cleaning up because of that, bro. Like. I, didn't know that. I just Googled him. No, like, yeah, he's the he's the baby driver guy. I remember. No, that's like, not baby driver. Like, 
Yeah, baby. Uh, he's a he's a <laughs> the drummer movie. Like... The drummer movie. Yeah. What is it? What is he gonna? Is is he just gonna look like J.K. Simmons punched him in the face and like spat <laughs> on him like for his costume? Oh yeah. You could have like drumsticks. I think Get you could do drumsticks and like, and, like, like just a walk around with drumsticks. There you go. Yeah. That would work. Let us know how that pans out next uh, Halloween. I got you. You're welcome for the idea. Uh, so friends and Seinfeld is on the same time. Which do you choose? Uh, friends. I, 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 I'd say friends. I, I, I know that my, my mom's a really big Seinfeld fan. So I just feel like as, as a kid, I was more, more turned to, uh, to think that whatever my mom watches is, isn't cool. So yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get, I guess friends, I actually think I, I wasn't really watching friends, but I think, I think Luca really put me on friends because he <laughs> was he talking about Jen- how, how friends Jennifer was his Anderson. favorite show. So. Luca watches friends. Nice. Yeah. He, he was crushing on Jennifer Aniston when he first got to the league. Yeah. Oh, Phoebe, bro. Phoebe got it going on, man. Like she better than Jennifer Aniston, but I don't even like <laughs> Seinfeld is like so crazy compared to. Friends. Yeah. When I, so it's when, very different. Yeah. Yeah. I I just started uh I watched all the way through uh Friends because my wife, you know, used to, you know, really love it. And then I I'm I'm trying to watch through Seinfeld right now and I just it's tough right now. Just cause anyway. Um, I, a, I I actually put on the first few episodes on Netflix the other night because we started talking about it. And I will say it is like the the first three or four episodes, I have no memory of those episodes, um, and and I get why those episodes feel kind of rough, um, but the nuggets are there, and trust me, you're gonna get into some. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to like force myself to watch it. I I just feel like Friends, uh, like I like a lot of the characters, and I think it's written in a really unpredictable way. And it's, you know, easier to, I don't know, easier to enjoy. I feel like I get stressed out watching Seinfeld because there's so much uh, like complaining about everything. And, and, and sometimes it's, I, there are definitely episodes where it's like, yeah, it was really well written and all this, uh, all that stuff. But I just, I think Jerry Seinfeld's voice just drives me crazy. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, I guess, do we still want to like, have you seen Dune yet? I don't know if we have to ask him that. That was the other question. I, I, I was going to ask anything. that. Uh, that's like that's the andrew's designated question on the rapid fire <laughs> a, a yes or no question have you seen you yet um but yeah that's do y'all have any other rapid fire questions favorite for before, uh favorite up? favorite kind of pie mm. for thanksgiving i i think going off of uh your cousin or aunt i i'm a big fan of pecan pie yeah or or, or pecan pie in my in my in my roots <laughs> <laughs> yeah ben jay how about you guys well jay you already shared kind of a million dollar pie is that your favorite yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like apple and the really more than millionaire pie i like apple and the and the ice cream scoops in it pumpkin pie hits pretty hard pumpkin pie is solid too like i i, I was i was kind of having a toss-up between those two it's hard pumpkin to find pie a bad is pumpkin solid pie. if i like just want to eat a slice of pie like a slice of pizza because it like holds its shape well enough to where i can just like cut it and then just like walk around like i can walk around with a slice of pumpkin pie good point um that, that's crucial apple pie i cannot do that pecan pie i can't really do that it's risky uh yeah, yeah. whenever you 
you need do you plan to come to dallas anytime soon or i guess you have family down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I got i got family down there my sister lives there my brother-in-law lives there so i'll, I'll definitely be pulling up there yeah you need to let us know when you're coming through we'll we'll, I'll, we'll show you all the good spots we'll take you to uh uh, pie emporium they have the best pies oh really we, we could go to uh, or get you a, a fireball <laughs> a shot of local bar. yeah sure that too he knows what i meant park dealer get some perks <laughs> yeah. let's just slide by let's see where sterling brown's perk dealer is on the corner oh so. no um i think that's everything then if that if that's the last uh rapid fire question um but thank you so much for coming back on with us. Uh, I feel like you were the perfect guest to have at this point in the season when we're all just really confused like you are. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, you can you can uh, give a little promo now if you want. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's always a fun time hopping on with the, with the fellows at Buckets and Beyond. You know, I always, I always enjoy having, like, real basketball conversations with you guys, and it's a uh, – Definitely a must watch. I'd say if you're a Mavericks fan and they keep it real on this side. So that's what I got to say. I really appreciate keep that. It, I, keep it real on the Insta. Yeah. Uh, I keep really bullying mean, like, promoting your stuff. for us. You just promoted us pretty well. Um, but <laughs> uh, where can people find your, your everything? Yeah. So my Instagram is at confused underscore Mavs underscore fan. And I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to hit 2000 by the end of the year. So I'd, I'd say that that's my personal goal. So if you're not following me, y'all go do that. I'd really appreciate it. A lot of like love it, on, like on the side of Mavericks Instagram. So he a real one. Yeah. He's a bucket to be on <laughs> certified real one. Appreciate that. Certified, certified hot, certified hot mic by the uh five hood classic we did we didn't figure out a certified term uh yeah uh well thanks everybody we've been buckets and beyond thank you for tuning in for this thanksgiving edition of buckets and beyond featuring at confuse underscore mavs underscore fan we're out of here adios thanksgiving y'all